Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman. Obviously, when we come up with topics and things we want to talk about for our podcast, we take a lot into consideration. And, you know, obviously personal stories from us as well, what we're going through too, so we can remain in that real and authentic perception. So um, in, in, in spirit of that, obviously, we're going to talk about identity crisis tonight because I think all of us sometimes at some point feel like you're going through an identity crisis. Um, and I know crisis can sound like an exaggerated word, but like, I think it's the best word to describe it sometimes because that's exactly what it feels like. So we'll share just kind of, you know, things that are happening. What can you, what can you do? And first of all, I'll just let you know that if you are experiencing identity crisis, you're not alone. It happens to everybody. So at some point, I guess some people call it a midlife crisis, whatever you want to call it. It's a real thing. Yes. Oh my gosh. So we were just talking about this earlier and it's actually something we've been talking about for a while. And I think that we're both kind of in that same spot where we're, we're just constantly growing. And I know that Erin literally has an identity crisis. She's has a, a new, new role on her, her identity, Erin. Um, and you know, that's something that she's navigating as well as uh, myself. I just feel like I'm, I'm always pushing myself to grow and I think at this point, I'm just kind of stretching into these growing pains of becoming something else and, and constantly evolving. And there's that strive and desire for more, but I'm not sure what that is because it's like, I have to step into it. I have to become something I have to be prepared for so that I could be this because I know right now this huge discomfort I'm in isn't serving me. So it's just something we, we are really passionate about, obviously identity and like, you know, the power of identity, owning your who you are and just really how we talk about ourselves and yeah. how we're working our way through it as well. So I know yeah. that many of us, this has been a hell of a year. I hope that we've come out of this pandemic at some point as a different person. So I feel like that's uh, really been the challenge that many of us are, are taking into account right now. Yes. And so, <laughs> yeah, hopefully we all come out emerging as butterflies through this pandemic cocoon and all the things that happen in our lives. And I feel like with identity, I feel like I went through so many kind of identity crises in my life, but motherhood, I feel like is the hardest one yet because you go through this whole, I'm an entrepreneur. I do this. I blah, blah. I'm, I'm a, you know, I coach bath. We wear all these hats and sometimes they intertwine really, really well. And other times they do not. And that's where we have to stop and reflect and think about what doesn't fit into who we are at that moment or what we're trying to accomplish at that time. So I was just thinking back to, obviously we've all been to, like, we, we fulfill the image that we have of ourselves. So if you look at yourself as an athlete or a coach or a whatever, a, I don't know why I say a student, I guess I'm thinking of school lately, but like, however you perceive that, that image that you hold of yourself, you're going to, your actions are going to follow that. And so sometimes what happens is, you know, how I view myself, then I become a mom and my actions can no longer align with my previous lifestyle. Then it's like, holy crow, what am I supposed to be doing? I just felt like a lack, like a disconnect because I wasn't able to do the things that served me and fulfill the image I had because I'm basically becoming this whole new person. So I get to, you know, instead of being so frustrated about motherhood and like thinking of what I can and can't do now, you know, just kind of reframing it into I'm reinventing who I am right now. 
and part of who I am and that identity. It's not that I'm only a mom because I can still do all these other things, but that's obviously a part of it now. So I can reinvent that and how can I piece together what I need to do to fulfill me, but still fulfill my role as a mother and not feel like I'm losing myself, who I am true to myself at my core, right? Because I feel like sometimes we we use these titles to describe our identity and, and that's all they are, right? Like I'm an achiever, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a whatever it is. I'm a business owner. I'm a, if you're a network marketer, right? Because I'd done that for 14 years. My first half of that, it was like, that was my identity. I wanted to be known as my business. And then I had to have that flip that was like, I'm not that. I am Aaron. And that is just something I do, right? So like we have to identify who we are at our core first, how we make people feel, what we want to be known for, what impact we want, all those other things. And then um, the titles are part of that. That's that's not who we are. Those are what we do kinds of things, right? So I don't know if that makes sense, but that's kind of like was a big like shift for me in realizing like I am who I am first. And then these are things that I do. They don't necessarily define my my identity, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And you make a really good point there with our actions. And it's for us, when we start slapping on these labels, we hold this belief that we have to be so like held so tight to that belief that our actions have to be congruent with that identity. And we don't have to just like streamline us into one, pigeonhole us into one role. I think when we do, that's literally where we feel like this big turmoil inside of us. It's like our soul's tugging us like, no, we're, we're, we're not just that. So I know for me, like, I, I feel like I've metamorphosed so many times. And, you know, for those who've read my book, I mean, the very beginning is the butterfly story. And it's just, it resonated with me so well, because it's like when we're constantly like shifting and shaping into who we want to become, it's so painful and it's messy and it's just like, it's ugly, but it's, it's that growing it's that yeah. stretching, it's expanding into that person you want to become. I know for me, when I first got into uh, fitness competitions and I, my very first competition, I wanted to be so bad to be like that Miss Olympia, that Olympian body on stage, right? Like she was just amazing. That's, that was my goal. That was my aspiration. And um, I gave it my all for, you know, many months. And then when that didn't turn out, like I just had this attachment, like this is who I wanted to become. So I thought I was working to achieve that. And so when this all flopped, I had this hard time because it's like, I wanted to become an athlete. I wanted to become a bikini competitor. I wanted to become, you know, my best shape of my life, like, you know, really athletic and healthy and all these things. And I didn't realize at the time, like that was a belief that I wanted to, but yet my actions and and my mindset were not congruent with who that person was. So, you know, obviously that backfired on it. And then when I came back to the stage years later and I did it with all the the right moving parts, you know, healthy mindset, goal, everything was all in check. I still never adapted that identity to it. Like I, it's almost like a detachment. But when I competed at the time that I was writing my book, I had many people tell me, well, you're writing a book about fitness and you're a competitor, your fitness, your fitness. And I was like, yeah. oh, but, but I'm not like, that's, that doesn't resonate with me. Fitness is yeah. something I do. Fitness is something I'm very passionate about. But I felt like at this point in my life, because I was navigating this new path, I was like, well, maybe they know more than I do. I don't know. I'll just give it a try. So I was, I mean, I'm so passionate about, um, you know, health and fitness is o- overall finding food freedom 
all the stuff that kind of helped me navigate and overcome my obstacles in life, that that was something that I taught more out of passion than fitting the, the label of a fitness coach. Mm-hmm. And I really struggled with that identity because I didn't want to be streamlined as to one identity. You're, fit, you're, you're a competitor, therefore you are a fitness coach. But I said, no, I didn't want to. I wanted more than that. I wanted to help women in, in other areas of life too, not just fitness. And so now I'm finding myself kind of on that brink now. It's like, I just published a book. So now you're an author. And said, yeah. but I don't want to just be an author. And then being an author, you're a marketer. You're a salesperson. You're promoting yourself. You're this, you're that. And I'm like, holy crap, was there so many extra layers and steps that I'm having a hard time like identifying with just the fact that to me, I put out a piece of work. To me, it was something so great that I created that I could share to the world. I guess I wasn't prepared for all the things that come after it. And I'm really struggling with adapting and adopting these new beliefs and philosophies into something that really doesn't align with me and is not congruent and with my, my beliefs and my values. So like my beliefs and my values are, are different. Like I want to create, I want to serve. I can't wear all these other hats because it's not something that one, I'm good at. And if I'm not good at something, then we get in our head and we start having all that negative self-talk. Oh, you suck at this. You can't do that. You know, blah, blah, blah. You know, that voice that never shuts up. Mm-hmm. I work so hard to not have that voice be so loud that I don't want to find myself back in this loop where I'm having that same dialogue. So knowing where you're going in like that direction of having this identity to know that this isn't, this, it's not a one size fits all. So wherever you're headed, if you're feeling that like turmoil inside, like this tug of war, maybe that's not the hat you need to be wearing. Maybe we need to really like take that down and, and do some more internal work and, and self-reflection and ask yourself, what do I want to do? Where do I want to go? Who's the person I want to become? And then that's really where we start like stripping down the layers of who are you, what's holding you back, and why. So when we start chipping away, we get to have that power to step into who we want to become. And that's the identity that it's easy for me to talk about it in a sense like this while I'm in the midst, but I think we're always in the midst of it. So these are just questions that I ask myself all the time because I want to know who I'm becoming. I don't expect to be the same person I am today in a year from now even six months from now or 10 years down the road, it doesn't matter where it is. It's the constant push and drive to just step outside of these labels that we have to feel like we're fitting in because we don't have to have, you know, when we talk about our identity, we're so much more than just labels. And if we label and identify, we're tagging ourselves and we will do everything we can to find supporting evidence to, to validate that label, to validate that belief. And I know Erin and I have had numerous conversations and I know like what she's going through as well as, as well as me. I mean, mom versus non-mom, it doesn't really matter. We're humans. We're constantly growing and expanding who we are. And so I feel like this conversation was really, is really current and relevant given this time that we've had these past several months to really do some inner work and think about who we want to become. Because I hope, and I hope, I know for me, I'm not the same person I went into pandemic with and I hope I'm not the same person when I come out. In fact, I know I won't be. And the same, I hope, for, for many of you. Yeah. I, I like when you we're talking too, because it brings up a good point about like people telling you like, oh, you're fitness, you're author. And I think a lot of times we don't even like create our own labels, right? Like they're just kind of like given to us. And then we're like, oh, okay, I guess I'm this. Not you, obviously, in that story, but I'm saying uh, growing up, going through all these things, you're told like, oh, you're this, this, this. And we just kind of like 
go along with it almost without really like thinking for ourselves if that's what we want to be or be known for. And then two, even kind of like what, what our perceptions of that even means, right? So people might be saying to you, oh, your fitness, blah, blah, blah. And then you immediately go to thinking, well, what is a fitness person? And I don't want to be that person, right? Where you could create your own whatever, but we identify with like what we already perceive that kind of person to be like, and then decide, do we want to be or are we like those people? So I think it is important to, to do that. And when people label you, I don't know about you, but like when I... Okay, I've only been a mom for six months, so this is brand freaking new. But I remember, like, obviously, Rachel and I know this. If you are listening, you do not. But just something to know about Rachel and I is, like, our brains don't ever stop. And I feel like we're always, like, throwing out different ideas or kicking around different ideas and businesses. And something I was working on, I feel like I kept hearing it from Rachel and my husband about, like, getting in, like, niching down into this space of motherhood. And I fought it for so long because I had this perception of, like, moms are boring. Like that sucks. I wouldn't want to be a mom. You're trapped. This, this. I hate being a mom right now. Disclaimer, love the shit out of my kid. I wouldn't change it. But I'm just saying like that, that big like time period that I was going through, I wasn't enjoying it per se. Like I liked it, but I wasn't, I was so used to my freedom and that was ripped away. So I was mad about it. I hope this isn't coming across the wrong way, but hopefully you know what I mean. Like, I'm not like mad that I'm a mom, but I'm mad. I just had that that shift in like adjusting to the new time freedom that I no longer had anymore. (laughs) But so like going through that adjustment, people telling me like, oh, mom, this, mom, that. And I like fought it for so long because I just had that perception and I didn't think like anything that had to do with anything of being a mom is cool. And obviously it's six, I'm a mom now, so it's really damn cool, I think so. But I think too, like what, like, just like, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like just rejecting those labels that other people give you, whether they're true labels or they're not, like I can take motherhood and what motherhood means to me might be something totally different to thousands of different women. If you ask them what motherhood means to them, you know, but I can choose like what that identity means and reinvent, reinvent that for me. What motherhood is for Aaron and what I choose to do with that. It doesn't have to look like all the other moms that are doing anything, right? So like I can choose what that is. Every time I talk about stuff like this, I feel like people are probably like, what a shitty mom that hates her kid. And that's not, it's not how it is at all. I love my child and I love being a mom, but I, it's just, it was such an adjustment, I guess, and a shock to my identity of who I was. Cause now I, I felt like I remember going through this time where I was like crying, telling Ryan, I'm like, I am way too smart. I work way too hard. I have way too much drive and work ethic to be like feeding this baby a bottle right now and changing a diaper. Like I'm worth so much more and being like so frustrated and irritated. And I think a lot of moms, so if you are a mom and you're a business owner, career person or whatever it is, it's so important to realize, I guess, coming out of it six months is that that short time in the beginning of the newborn phase sucks, but like coming out of it. But I feel like I've grown so much through that because Connor is the hell of a little character builder for me. So like you learn how to deal and challenge that kind of stuff. And I think God gives you what you need at the time you need to learn what you need. So I feel like things that I went through with Connor in the beginning and still am going through and will continue to go through because we got 18 more years of this. But I feel like you learn those lessons and, and they kind of mold you into who you are and you bring your experiences to that and you create your own identity through, through those experiences and how you perceive them and what you apply them to and how you let that affect you. 
that was a longer tangent than I intended, but felt like I needed to disclaim I love my child. <laughs> no, but it was good. And, and you know, and it's so true because when we hear these labels, we've already attached like a belief to it. Like for me, being a non-mom, I have a whole different idea of what a mom is. So, you know, and it's just it, growing up, we have these, you know, whether they're our beliefs or they're inherited beliefs. And so they, they become these identities. And so now when we're like called something, sometimes we're offended, but sometimes we welcome it. So it really, it matters of, um, you know, really the belief behind it, like what notion we've given it, like what label we've given it. So I think, you know, for us, when we look at it, to be honest, I hate labels. I hate labels of everything. Because when yeah. we start labeling everything, we, we play small, we pigeonhole them into like these one little boxes and it strips everybody from being so much bigger and playing bigger and thinking bigger and becoming bigger. Yeah. And, and I know for me, when I was just like pigeonholed with all these certain things and, it, you know, I kind of sidetracked into the fitness world right now, but one of the biggest things where I really had this um, label attachment was food. And it was this big fear factor for me because every food had some label. It was almost like a don't eat this, don't do that, don't do this. And it, you know, when we get some bombarded by labels, it's almost like, what the hell am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to eat? Air? Like what it what is? And so it really took me refining food to strip labels and get down to what it is. It's food, it's calories, it's nutrients, like it's fuel for our bodies. We need this. And when I had that like aha breakthrough moment, like, wow. So what other areas do we have labels for? Mm -hmm. People, jobs, myself, our family. And it really shined this like awareness light on. I was like, wow, holy cow, did I, I didn't even realize I was like labeled judgment of other identities, including the ones I held for myself. And so that was really me stripping it down. I was like, well, who am I? Okay, I'm this, this, this. Mm, go a layer deeper. Who are you really? And you start to chip away at these layers. And then you realize like, you're not just one, two, three things. You're right. so much more. We're com more complex. So much more. And it's beautiful once we kind of get there because it's like, that's where the freedom comes. Because you're just like, I could be anything and any, anyone. Like, right. it's up to me to define. So if I want to be called that non-mom because I don't have kids, that's your label. That's your belief. And so same with like Erin, when she was called, you know, told a mom, she had her own belief and identity attached to it. So of course, we're just kind of using this mom versus non-mom because that's kind of the contrast of where we're going with the, the two different identities. However, this, the same concept is really still the same. It's like what beliefs and values we hold to that identity label. And the cool thing about it is that you have the power to change that. You have the power to debunk that belief, wipe it clean, start over, become whoever you want to be. So, and you could do it right now. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, with this new label as being an author, I'm just like, I still go back to who I am. What's so deep in my core is creative. I'm a creative server. I, I serve people and I create, I help find things, you know, if the, where there's a need, you know, if it doesn't exist, I create it. And it's just something that really taps into my creative zone and my genius and my element that makes me feel more free. So I'm not just defined as one label. So I always struggle with that con that question. And, and it's one of those low questions, like, you know, people ask you, so what do you do? I do a lot of things because if I, if I were to define myself, I'm pigeonholing myself into these segments. And so that's why it's really important to really be aware of like who you are and the beliefs that we attach to those identities, whether yourself, food, others, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. really strip them down and ask yourself, are those your beliefs? If they are, where did you learn them from? Chances are they were inherited. Many of them are, or pass on through society as well. So until you're able to strip that down and wipe the slate clean and recreate it for yourself, 
that's where the power lies. And that's really cool. So this is something I'm navigating through. I'm aware of it, but it's just sometimes when you're in the midst of it, you don't really know the direction you're headed. So that's kind of where you go with it, but it's about nipping it as you go. So, I mean, it's cool, but kind of sucks when you're in it. <laughs> so that's kind of where we're at. We're, we're still facing this and figuring it out as we go, but that's life and it's kind of cool. It is cool. We get to grow and discover and figure that out. And I think I would add one more thing to like what you were talking about, make that list, whatever. And then I think too, like I, I started thinking about kind of like what, when we talked about it earlier, but my actions were like, what, what, why was I acting or doing a certain thing just to align with a certain identity that no longer serves me anymore? So if you're, maybe you're doing something and you're like, part of your action, your daily routine, you don't need to do because it's not who you are, but you, but you feel that need to for whatever reason. So take some time, figure it out. I feel like I'm always like someone that gives the advice that's like, take time to be in silence and sit by yourself and figure out all this stuff. And then I'm like the worst at doing it. So that's definitely something I'm working on as well. And I think too, if you've listened to our podcasts and things that we talked about before, like lives in our, in our Facebook group, like if you're watching this live right now too, is um, that Rachel and I, like that's our whole goal that we like strive for is just being real and honest with people. I think you see a lot of people that, maybe podcast or have groups and they're like, we're the experts. We know everything. And I feel like Rachel and I have done a lot of work, a lot of self-development, a lot of growth, and we can add a lot of value and help a lot of people. Um, but we're not afraid to show you like we go through stuff too and we're navigating it too, but it serves an, a bigger purpose that like what we figure out and do together, it just makes it easier and better for everybody else to grow from too. So, I mean, I can't speak for Rachel, but like, I'm not afraid to show you all the messy parts and I don't think she is either. So we'll just keep <laughs> keeping it real and raw and, and, and sharing our experiences and, and hopefully sharing with all of you too, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you hit the nail on the head and it's exactly that where we never want to showcase like the awesome side of it because we know in the middle is it's messy, it's ugly. And we're kind of, we're, we're right there in the middle. Like literally we're working through this. So we can't be any more transparent than what it is you know, and, and like you said, we've, we've invested so much in ourselves with personal development and, and, uh, you know, self-discovery, all that stuff. So it's like, now we're just tapping into our toolbox of resources to see which ones we can use to help, help fix in a, in a way, get us to the next level where we need to go. So we just wanted to be real raw and relatable because so many of us are struggling with this and you're not alone. And that's, you know, this message actually, you're not alone is one of my, one of my things that I love to share because it's like, I was that person on the other side who felt so alone. So I wanted to have that relatable conversation with other women to know that they too had, had struggled with X, Y, and Z. So we're always trying to add value. We're always trying to bring back and serve to this community. So we hope that this added some insight and some value and, and uh, hopefully you guys have the opportunity to kind of do a self check on yourself. So thank you. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Confident Woman podcast. For more ways to connect with us, check out our Facebook group. It's the Confident Woman on Facebook. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is at Aaron underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to checking you next week.